I'm not sure that we actually have a point to this podcast <laughs> yet. So we'll see if one forms. We'll see if one forms. And I don't even know what to. I, I have no points for this whatsoever. It just, I just something told, on your heart. It was just something that was on my heart that Heidi was messaging somebody back and forth. And uh, some of the things that she was saying just uh, just spoke to me like right away. Just like, and I was like, just struck a chord. I don't know what it was. I was like, man, I don't even know if this is the way that she was referring it. But the way that I <laughs> I took it, it was I, she, this person grew up. It sounds like. The same way that we did, yeah. And when I mean growing that, growing up churchy. That's why we call this growing up churchy, is because we grew up churchy our whole lives. We like as churchy as churchy could you know, get. You yeah, guys. we were taught the all the churchy stuff. Like, <laughs> like she was saying at the message, you know, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't have sex before marriage, you don't have, you know, that that whole deal. But you know, it's funny. I was what made me think about. It, I was like, yeah. But we don't know why. <laughs> like we, yeah, like we you were never, just told there was just, a certain way you had then, to be. But then when you the ask, Bible you're like, well, like it's in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah, or something and like then, obscure, but nothing ever like connected to anything. Yeah. I you know, like they'd make you write down verses or do a little thing. But like, I felt like nothing ever connected. Like there was never any, I don't know, any depth to any of it. It was just this like list of legalities that you always had to have. And there was, you know, people all over campus to chase you around and whack you with the Jesus stick if you did wrong. You know what I mean? Like if they caught you with a secular CD, it would have to be broken in half and you'd have to go do 10 laps on the prayer trail or whatever to, you know. You know, and I've I've had it laid on my heart before talking about where we grew up and you know it stinks because i don't ever want to come off like i'm throwing people under the bus or throwing certain people because sure. i had a lot of built a lot of meaningful relationships with people there that i still love to this day yeah and we still um but also there was i mean you know when we talk about stuff we have to be honest and even i think the people that you know that i made these great relationships with we all sit down and talk and say, yeah, this was a, you know, this was not good. This was not good. But we, we grew up the same way for, we had definitely, we had a group of students that or people that were living exactly the way that they should, you know, they were, they were the ones that were going out actually their, their lifestyle reflected what they were saying. Sure. And then there was the, but the majority of them were just hypocritical. Oh, and yeah. it was just there because you did it. And that's just what we all do. We all grew up in this, right? We all, you know, yeah, God exists, Jesus, all that stuff. But, you know, it's just what we do. Yet our hearts are completely, yeah, I mean, we're not in it. You know, we don't we don't know anything about it. We're ignorant to it. I think you really take it for granted so much. You know what I mean? Like, it's just always there. Right. And this, I mean, this has to be. This has to be the majority of the case just because of the condition of the, you know, the confessing church and I guess even just our American church today. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it has to be, you know, like this. And I know from our experience, the biblical illiteracy in these things is not something just we experience. This is something that is common all across the globe. 
And this is something that's been, you know, going on for a long time. So I don't think that we're speaking out of place when we're saying that, you know, people are ignorant yeah. to these things because, no, I mean, they are. We have no idea. Well, and that's what's so and, interesting about doing online ministry. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's not just even in our little bubble because now we're meeting people all over the world, literally through this platform and dealing with the same stuff. And it's well, like, yeah, okay, so we're yeah. not crazy. This clearly is a widespread, very serious We issue. have a dear sister that's in our home online church that's in England. Yeah. We just got an email from Australia. Australia, um, but and, the England one is deep. Yeah. Well, the the one that the one in England that was that was uh, made me think of that was her church is the same way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the same exact way. Like it's almost crazy. Some of the things <laughs> that she has shared with us, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, are you kidding me?" So it literally is the same yeah. <laughs> in so many places. Not every place. Not but in, in so every. Many yeah, places. I mean, like I said, we we have a church from back home. There's we. It's kind of confusing the way when we talk about it, if you're new and you're confused, we grew up in a, at the, at the very beginning of like the mega church movement to where in a Calvary chapel, when Calvary chapels were just starting to join that like mega church, you know, movement, they were cool and hip. And that's like the area that we grew up in. But then we had this little country church that was in, it was a town just right next to our separate. When we left. That when we, like closer towards the end of, yes, our time. Of living in California. Of living in California. um, That we absolutely love. And and that is by no means the, the people or the church that we talk about because they were, they were real heartfelt people. And I'm not, like I said at the beginning, it's not that. There weren't some of those where we grew up. It just was not um, in our other church. It just was not the and that's where we spent the, the mass majority. Of our time. And that is where, yeah. I mean, I, I, like we went to school. That's, I say, I that's mean, where we, did we grew up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I I want to be careful with that again. And like I said, I when you speak truth, it's just hard. I'm not trying to offend any one person. Because then we've it's met just, some of you that have like, you explain the type of church you grew up in as a kid. And I'm like, yes, that's what everybody mm-hmm. should have. That's fantastic. Like, right. praise God. That's amazing. Like, yeah, so I wish that that was my experience. You know what I mean? Like, I understand why it wasn't everything. There's a purpose, but I know that it's not every single person. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're lucky. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, those cases do exist, and there's plenty of them. It's just, like I said, it's not the majority, and then just in the condition of the church, the professing church in the in the United States, yeah, it's certainly not the yeah the majority, um, because we're confused. I mean, we don't know any. I mean, that's the other thing is the the pastors and the teachers of this era. Mm-hmm. You can see so many. There were some definitely doctrinally sound teachers and you know sure. preachers that were that were around, but then there was a lot of them that, I mean, they were they were confused, mm-hmm. and it's not that they were intentionally, you know, leading people wrong. Sure, or doing yeah, anything. like they, they had some grand scheme to come in here and ruin everything. Understand. Well, look at Randy Alcorn and his years and years of research as he's been working on the Heaven book. Mm-hmm. That I mean, he has countless stories of pastors who were like, I'm not excited to go to heaven. Why would I? It's right. boring. Like, I have to teach it because it's in the thing. But like, who really cares about heaven? Mm-hmm. Why would I talk to my congress? Like, so again, somebody who literally that like, teaches the word yeah. and is not excited about heaven. And, and they... 
admittedly are like, I mean, what is there to be excited about? So no, that's the only thing to be excited about. And so this biblical. I wish we wouldn't get rampant. through this podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> like, know. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I really don't. So how somebody every can... day there's nothing greater to look forward to than the possibility <laughs> yeah, of being reunited with Christ. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing else. Not in a my morbid life way that you're want. trying to die every time you turn around or anything like that. But there's nothing more to be excited about other than the expectant hope of being reunited with Christ. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of these teachers and pastors were confused. A lot of them just had, you know, kind of just weird, just kind of really soft doctrine that they, you know, you could tell that they didn't understand, but they built these teachings off of it. And I don't, like I said, I don't think it was intentional on a lot of different parts because, um, you know, as we grow in Christ, you know, we make those yeah. mistakes when we're younger and we grow in Christ. But Lord, please do not remember the sins of my youth. Right. <laughs> we're just but, doing that in Psalms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, our our doctrines, though, where I think we're just kind of lost in the worst kind of way. And they were just, you know, they turned um, just very, very legalistic. Yeah. And. They just, that was just one way and that was it. And nobody knew why. Yeah, no. I know nobody that I'm not allowed why. to have a secular mainstream CD, but like, that's it. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like the, the understanding of, of any of this stuff is, you know, was so just glanced over or taught in a way that had no connection to anything. And yeah, it's not I mean, how they didn't, lived. We didn't care. We, I mean, there wasn't, there was no... There was no weight behind any of this because we didn't understand the weight. Yeah. I, I mean, being a teenager and being young like that, it's difficult, but you could be presented things in a different way and definitely um, learn and, and mature really fast if you understand them. Um, and I think if we did present this a different way, I think this would... You know, if I knew if imagine if we knew what we know now as we did as teenagers, you wouldn't be able to process all that imagine. information as a teenager. But imagine if you would have had at least a solid, you know, for An instance, attempt. you're writing <laughs> you're writing a biblically solid curriculum. Yeah. Imagine if you had that opportunity, you know, at Trav's age Dude, to or you, even before then the this month two for the teenagers is so much longer than month one but the information is so good and it's so solid and i can't tell you so how many of these things i've read through and putting together in like discussion points and stuff and i'm like man if i even understood a tenth of this at that age are you kidding me i it's huge and then you look at some of the stuff, it's like, man, if the professing adults in this world understood a tenth of this, you know, that would be huge. But mm -hmm. That's very true. I mean, but imagine if you had that that beginning to, you know, your yeah. adult, your pre-adulthood, um, that, that might have changed a lot of things. And I, that's why there's such a pull against it. And I think that's why, but. Well, and that's why so many just think that all Christians are just absolute hypocrites. Because when you look at it, a lot of the time, they do say one thing and act one way at church and when they've got their Sunday best on, but that's not how they live. They do not live biblically. And I mean, that's, again, that's a problem with man. Yeah. And well, 
and here's the result. I think we have we've come to a point where I I personally believe with my whole heart that these things and I see it in our home church and the people that come to us yeah. and uh, you know, I see it just in in just teaching and studying and things like that. I see that there's people that crave this. So this is this to me, this is the Lord calling his people out. Yeah. Um, and definitely because it's been a huge shift in the body and I think there's urgency in the body. And you I think that it. you can feel the urgency. I do. I really, really believe that. And I think with this shift with these people that are just like, man, I grew up like this, but then t this is hypocritical. I don't believe this stuff is, cr I, I, but I feel something like, yeah. I, you know, like I, I got to do well, something. Most people's <laughs> problem. It's not even that it's with God. Mm -hmm. I mean, so often they don't even have a true understanding and knowledge of who God is, but it's not even that their, their, their qualm is with the Lord. It's with the people that claim to be his church. Right. That is a huge, huge issue. I mean, that we dealt with in our lives. We see with the others that we grew up with. And then we're constantly seeing now in ministry. Well, it's like, and, it, and it's sad because I see these people that are just craving it. And it, I think back to, it's Matthew 930. Yeah, Matthew 936. That... Sheep without a shepherd, yeah. you know, when Jesus looked on them and he felt for them and they were, they were like sheep without a shepherd. That's what these people are. And it's so sad. And it's that, you know, these people are craving something. They just don't know where to go. Yeah. And then they get lost and they don't, you know, they end up going to something that's completely false or they worldly sure. or you know, or whatever, and or they'll go to these legalistic movements, sure. and that that'll even push them further back away. They go, okay, no, I never mind that again. Well, like, yeah, I thought extreme, that's where I was supposed exactly. to go. Exactly, one extreme will then create the opposite extreme, right? Every positive reaction has a negative reaction. It just stinks because this, this, the body of Christ is not any of those things. Nope, it's not. It's really not. It's not a system. It's not, you know, it's not some huge legalistic, you know, thing. I mean, obviously there's, there's biblical truth and there's, you know, repentance and sin and all of these things. But basically everything that people are being lost to and they're chasing after are just... They're 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 craving something, but they're just going in the wrong direction because they don't know any better. Yeah. And that's like, man, I pray for every single person. And I mean, we are open. If you feel like you are being pushed away, you know, if you feel like there's, you know, y you want to go this direction, but just none of it makes sense. And nothing that you've heard, you don't understand. You're sick of people arguing and fighting, but you're afraid to trust. You're afraid to please reach out, please, because I don't want to see anybody turn away from this. This is this once you, you know, once you get it, this is life changing. And, and this is something that 
the Holy Spirit is not something that that plays games. It's not something that goes in and out like you know. That's what made me so mad about this this can you lose your salvation argument. Yeah. I'm I'm strongly against that. I understand that there's people that and I understand that that even goes against like a lot of the 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 teachers and and church fathers that I um like that goes against a lot of what um you know, they they thought and taught, but that doesn't mean that they were right and I could care less what they say because they're people. Yeah, they're people, <laughs> like and I make my case biblically. Biblically, there's nothing in here that he, once you have the Holy Spirit, it, it's powerful. It moves. It doesn't. It doesn't allow you to, you know, do that. And these people that, I mean, if you're, you know, these people that that just the urge, it's the Lord just calling you to just feed. That's you know to just grow in maturity. You know, because we, you know, you may be a baby just looking for something and not, you know, confused on where to go. I just don't want to see you lost because of legalism and because of ridiculous people fighting, you know, and that's what I think that's what happens so much. And we I thank God that we have been blessed with the people that they have been hurt by church. They have been hurt by religion. They have been hurt by whatever else it is, but they still love the Lord. Yeah. And they still know, they may not know everything, sure. but they're like, but I believe in Jesus. I love Jesus. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I believe that he died for my sin, you know, all of these that they, but they just don't, like I said, they just don't know where direct, you know, what direction to go. Um, and, and there's never anyone around to help. You know what I mean? So usually it's like the people around you that just make it even more and more confusing. Yeah, because these people go, and I see it too, they they go to these different places and these people tell them things and I'm just like, how could you say that? Yeah. Because oh, they're coming to us. Stuff. Yeah, well, they're this going, pastor we, told me this or that. I'm like, I'm like what, what is your problem? That like, what? How does this, this is, this is James 3.1. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. You need to watch what you're saying to people that are coming to you like that. And that's why I really, really am not nice about calling out false teachers and teachings is because look at what it does to these people. I mean, it, it ruins the ears of those that hear it. And it just, it causes a disturbance in their heart. And where that goes, I mean, that could lead somebody down a road that they just, they don't want to go down. And, you know, that's just, it's just frightening where that could go. So, I mean, it's, this is a plea too. If anybody feels that way, please. I mean, there's, there's honest biblical truth that is simple and if you need somebody to take you through it you know i'm here and but it's it's really really simple and it and guess what it doesn't come from a man Nope. it comes straight out of here yeah brandon's not claiming to have like this like special knowledge that nobody else no because it's not no i don't know any i'm no he's just here with time and availability to love and serve like that's it he's he's not like some kind of fancy 
I'm a fool Profit. in my own basement. I'm not in my mother's, thank you. I'm a fool <laughs> in my own basement. That's all that I am. So I'm not, um, you know, I'm not claiming to be anything. And that's what, but I, gosh, I I hate the systems as much as you do. I can't stand them. You know, these these arguments about the reformers and all this that we've been having lately, they're, <laughs> listen, they're necessary from a, a teacher standpoint and for me you know for all these for me to do it's it's necessary for me to do and Absolutely. make a position on it to talk about okay but Does it matter when i'm talking to no. when i'm going i'm sitting and talking to the flock here or talking to people that you know with ears um i'm i'm like look all that stuff is ridiculous yep <laughs> all that is a bunch of people with Fancy papers on their walls, suits and ties. Gla- I mean, the whole deal. Club memberships, everything. All the, I mean, all that stuff is just nonsense. And you get so lost in that, and you get so far away from the Bible. Yeah. That stuff is, like I said, important from teaching perspectives. Because some of those things keep us rooted in truth. And you go, well, how can I know? How can I trust? Well, that's it, is you have to trust some of these things that have been handed down to us straight from the apostles. We have to keep these things. We have to guard these things, and we have to be serious about these things so we can tell you, hey, look, see this? This is truth. Exactly. Anybody else that's saying all this other nonsense, don't listen to that. Listen to this. That's how we discern. So if you're confused about that, don't ever go to a man. Don't go to a system. That's why it it does, I, I, and I I hope that I have been clear. If you're new here to this channel, I'll make it I'll make it clear again. I have warned about YouTube preachers. That mm-hmm. includes myself. I have warned about you home churches, online churches, all of these things. We you have to discern all of these things in can. Even things that I say, this whole channel, everything. You have to learn how to discern all, and you can, but if discerning and all that confuses you, well, then we'll get there. We'll, We'll feed you that. Don't worry about that. But make sure to test everything that's being said. Even if you don't have, like, the greatest biblical knowledge, sometimes you can hear something and you can be like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound... That sounds kind of weird. Is that right? Yeah. If you're questioning it like that, it's probably not. And if it's super legalistic and they're telling you to do something other than, you know, what we have clearly stated in God's word, you know, we're we're to be set apart, right? We're not supposed to, we are supposed to live holy lives. Mm-hmm. Walk the ways that Jesus walked, not not the way that the world walks. So we look completely different from the world so but if if that's what they're saying cool but anything outside of that that's the go get away from that yeah get away from anything that tries to take you outside of scripture gosh i mean i i totally understand what paul is saying in first corinthians 4 it's verse 6 and he's saying that he's warning us not to go beyond what is written. He's speaking of, you know, the Corinthians had this, these, 
they were doing this exact same thing. They were following different teachers, and they said, well, I follow this way. Well, I follow this way, and this person does it this way, and this person does it this way. And Paul's point is saying, hey, who's, man, who, who's Paul? Who's me? Who's Apollos? Who's Cephas? Who's Peter? Yeah. Who, not, not, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. What matters is Christ. That's all that matters. The message of Christ. So he tells us in verse 6 not to go beyond what is written. You know what that means? Don't go outside of Scripture. Of course you need to go outside of Scripture for historical things, for um, different cultural things. We've we've talked about this many times before. Yeah, not saying you can't not, learn. From... But when... But when we're pointing towards, constantly pointing towards the reformers or towards a certain pastor or a certain YouTube channel or a certain whatever it is. Oh, yes, because some people want to have disagreements. And we go, okay, well, let's look biblically. We're not saying we know everything, so let's look biblically at whatever the statement was. Well, people send us, we've had song lyrics sent to us, mm-hmm. reformers, different books, YouTube people. Right. I mean, so many other things. We go, okay, where scripturally yeah. is this incorrect? And either you get this really weird, twisted thing or you're, you, they just don't have one. But it is. It's so hard mm-hmm. to see that. That's what we have to look at. Yeah, I go, okay, cool. Let's make our argument biblically without twisting verses out of context. And that's the thing is, is I've called it before parrot theology because people yeah. go and they just parrot what they've heard and they constantly repeat it back and back and back. And it's like, okay, I really respect what you're doing because you're, but you're, that doesn't work there. You can't do that. And that's why, that's why it is important to have somebody guide you through scripture. Yeah. But be cautious of anything abusive i mean like this kjv only you know this stuff yeah. this any of these um, movements the head covering movement the you know the tor observant movement all these things as i said yesterday in the podcast if you want to be tor observant because you find a deeper worship to the lord in that and that's your own personal prerogative, and you don't believe that you have to do that. That's just something that you want to do and you like to do. Cool. That I'm not talking to you at all. Nope. So don't think that I'm making this a you know a broad statement here that this goes to every single individual, even people that decide to do head coverings. I mean, no, it it doesn't. But when you become legalistic with it and you tell people that you must do these things, yeah, you've had people that you've had people message us before saying, "Hey, do you does your husband know that you're saying these things while your head's uncovered?" Yep. It's those types of people. Stay away from those types of people. He is aware. Those are the types of people that you 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 need to you need to stay away from. Um. But yeah, I mean. This whole, but we were not taught how to discern. We're not taught any of these things. And it was just by, I mean, you know, yeah, I feel the Lord was leading me along this whole time, but, um, you know, it was only by the grace of God. And I think, I don't really think I have an attitude 
to fall into much of a like a false teaching like or you know like movement yeah just because i don't really have a lot of patience with those yeah i mean i'm not saying i'm above it yeah i'm just saying i don't really think that i have the i wouldn't have the patience to do that i see all these things i'm like who cares you really think that that's what that so it was only by the grace of god that i was able to have strong discernment you know and be led in the and of course, I did grow up in a in my household was a theologically strong house, um, although there were many hypocritical things that <laughs> happened. Questionable so things. There was <laughs> more than questionable things, but I mean, for the most part, it was doctrinally sound. So, but I don't know. I feel for uh, all of you, and you know, I want to make sure that you know Heidi and I both are here, but. You know, I'm here too to to guide you through this at any time. Um, yeah, who cares that we're busy? I mean, our, this is the work we want to be busy yeah. with. If you guys don't send us stuff, then we've got nothing to do. Please, <laughs> they were just a bunch of losers who don't have Please, jobs. <laughs> when people ask me to go through scripture with them, that do you know how much of a relief that is? That's such a relief because you know the other reason is because I'm usually having to pull up study you know i'm studying something or responding to something or well god works through it yeah and i'm very rarely able to go all through scripture with somebody um and do that so i'd be more than happy to but please just don't be turned off by the way that you grew up this perception of it you know we you have to understand though that this is also not all-inclusive. All yeah. That's been... There's a difference between there's, the two. There's a huge difference here because we're, you know, immorality is a huge problem. Yes. And this is sexual immorality of all types, and that's the first thing that we always have to bring up when we say non-inclusive because sexual immorality is usually our first topic. And this this goes from the boyfriend and girlfriend that are sleeping together that aren't married. Yep. To homosexuals. Mm-hmm. To the the it all fits under one. So I don't hate. I don't think what a I don't think the sin of a homosexual is any different than the sin of a a serial adulterer you know there's there's no difference in the sin um both of you need jesus both of you need jesus just as much however travis um our other pastor here he uh he did you know uh one time that i had spoke about homosexuality before uh he he was like hey you might want to clarify this one thing and i wanted to do that now well, I also don't believe, I believe that that's, that's perpetual sin. Um, homosexuality is perpetual sin, just as much as uh, somebody that is single and and addicted to pornography. And, you know, I mean, so, but there is no way, and I'm not going to turn this podcast into that, but there is no way to get around the argument of homosexuality not being a perpetual sin, period. So that's something that that is wrong across the board it does not matter you cannot cannot receive the holy spirit if you're engaged in homosexuality 
just as you could could not any other sin, but homosexuality is a mindset, a lifestyle, and an I- you're identifying as that. Yeah. So, like I said, I am I in no way intend to get into this argument or get into this discussion on this, and I will not tolerate any hate comments or anything to that in the comment section or anything. If anybody has a problem, they can email me or a question, but we're not going to, I'm not going to make a public spectacle of this because scripture is very, very clear about it. And I'm not going to argue scripture. It's one thing that many people don't like, but people don't like it because of biblical illiteracy. It's not something that you just mindlessly hate. It's something that is literally destroying our world, but there's reasons for it. It's not, people take it personal and they take it individual, and it's not. There's a power behind it that's bigger than you know. And that, once you are biblically grounded and rooted scripturally, you understand that this is, you're not, the you know if you're caught in this sin you're no different than anybody else but this sin the title of this sin is the worst possible thing that could happen i mean it is it, it is satan it is the absolute antichrist of of everything i mean because you are just literally destroying god's intended creation and not not you but that's what this that's what this sin does and that's what all immorality does at the root of it this one is just directly against what God created and intended. So in scripture is very clear about that. And I will not argue, like I said about that. So that's usually rough for people to swallow because people naturally want to be all inclusive. And that's where we as Americans, it's difficult because we are Americans, but we're Christians. So we're not American. We are Christian. You can't be a Christian American. You can, I mean, that could be your identity as, like I live yes, in America, like I live in America and I'm Christian, Christian, but it's not, you can't be the a two Christian are not, American. yeah, you can't, you can't use the Just term Just like you together. can't be a Christian nation and a free nation because so they don't coincide. That's where we reach an interesting, an interesting point, but it's not difficult to understand how we, how we go about this because this is where we insert we always say that we want to walk in the ways of Christ and live in the way of Christ. And this is where we do that. But don't take Christ out of context. Yeah. Okay, because that's a dangerous thing to do. There's there's lots of warnings if of doing that, and I really suggest you don't. Um, but if you insert this in, he didn't seek to overthrow Rome. Okay, what does that mean? That means that he understood what was going on here. We live in America, right? Mm-hmm. We understand that homosexuality, the Supreme Court, has legalized this in all states. So that's law of the land. Okay, cool, great. That doesn't affect me whatsoever. Hey, does homosexuality and marriage brought? No. I mean, it does at it, the heart of it. But as far as being a citizen and understanding that that's the way that the world's go- world is going to run, dude, do you know how many crazy things were going on in Rome at the time of Jesus? Yeah. Do you do you, you don't even want me to list it? 
So this is, I mean. We have to change the rating of our podcast. Whew. So don't think that it's like, well, yes, but this wasn't. No, it's the same thing. It was the same thing that was happening. And it, he didn't go and try to tear that wall down. He understood that this is the way that, I mean, I hate saying that he understood. <laughs> um, but, you know, he knew that this is the way that the world works. You know, it's funny is I know we keep referencing homeschool plans, but that's what we've been doing here lately. But I was going through this one and, and talking about uh, the illusion that you hear people talk about ending world hunger and poverty right and all of these grand things even you know mission statements and all these things that we're going to go in there we're going to end this and it pulls up all of the scripture and goes that's interesting because christ says that that has always been and will always be christ is the only one who can fix those things so even teaching our children not that we should do nothing and just let people starve to death you use love and you serve anybody god puts in your path but to think that we can go in and eradicate these things, right? You're going Famines to stop, are biblical. Yeah, it's you're going to go like, stop abortion. You're I don't know. You're going to stop gays. You're going to yeah, stop, no. you know, hunger and poverty and injustice. You're no. not going to stop any of that no. because only Christ can stop yeah, that. Yeah, humans cannot. Regard, can. You're right. We can. So move. even teaching our children that they can go out and conquer the world and do it, like, you're lying to them. Yeah, you can't. No, you can't. You can. You can only. There's there's victory in Christ and you can build his kingdom and you do win and you can expand it, but it's not but it's not gonna overtake the world. Yes. It it slips under the radar of the world. It does not it, I mean it it's not the same thing. Nope. Um and that's where that's where this this I think confusion comes in with people not really sure because they're like, Man, I know like homosexuality is wrong right because the bible says no but i live in america and like that's really kind of messed up if i'm just like hey you can't live the way that you want to live yeah well and many churches now don't even teach that it is actually wrong right and, and that's the other part of it and that's that's where it's it's difficult though because this is where we have to understand that we are not of this world yeah. we are not an american because americans have to make compromises like that and we cannot make these compromises. We as Christians and followers of Christ cannot. The world is our mission field, but we cannot as Christians make these same sacrifices. And we have got to stand solid in biblical truth. So you can go and you can love these people, and, and but you cannot seek to overthrow or change the society around them in order to forward your message. Yeah. And nor should you. So that's where you have to make this this choice where you're like, look, I'm a follower of Christ. So I understand that the world's going to go that way. Okay? Yeah, it's whatever. But we can reach more people by showing, by the way that we live, and by extending, you know, out our our arms of compassion to the world that is perishing. Yeah. This is where, like, what are you, heartless Christian? Like, the, the world is perishing. We should be out showing love to these people, not sitting here arguing about whether this should be legal or not. No, it's horrible. It's wrong. And they're going to die because of this sin. Yeah. And you want to sit here and argue these stupid little worldly matters about laws and, and whatever else it is? That's ridiculous. That, that gets you nowhere. 
There's a, we're, we're talking about somebody's eternal life here, and you're just arguing nonsense. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, with the exception of people that are going out and, and you know, defeating abortion and different things like that, that's fine. Um, even... But again, are you defeating it by going and loving people that are in a situation that they think that that's their only choice? Correct. Or like, are you well, defeating it because you're going out and, you know okay, what I mean? Correct. Like, well, let's give the example of Apologia. They're yeah, perfect with favorite. the, they are the people that go out and they love yeah. the people. They're the ones that are going, hey, they bring a group, a grip of people with them that are like, hey, we're going to adopt your baby. Please do what not do, do this. Need? What Let do you need? You. This? Let us uh, serve We you. will. They even have offered financial assistance to parents. They yep. said, look, if you cannot afford to have this child. And that's why child, you think you needed to do this. We are going to help you have this child and then we will, we will adopt it. I mean, they, their work is just absolutely. So that's the type of work that we need to be doing. That's the type absolutely. of showing love. Not the people that are out there, you know slamming Democrats and saying that the end of the world is going to come because of, you know, these stupid, whatever they're ignorant people say these days. Um, I I mean, you just get lost in so many of these stupid arguments that you just get lost at the heart of it. I think there's just, there's a lot of extending and, and I think there's a lot of misunderstanding of where our place is in the world as Christians. Yeah. You know, what, how we are supposed to act. How does this work? How do we do this? Well, because anytime you say anything other than, which we've, we've gone over like 20 topics here. Guys told you we didn't know what we were talking about. But anytime you step away from the American Christian evangelical mainstream, well, what, you're just going to lay down and let them roll on over? You know what I mean? Like you get, it's like so twisted and we don't know anything other than that. And it's like, well, the thing that really got us is the more that we dug into scripture, the more we were like, huh, this whole American evangelical, like, like it, it isn't biblical. Mm-mm. I mean, it's literally no, like No, that's what we need to do for like modern says. Jesus versus biblical American Jesus. American Jesus versus biblical but, but, Jesus. But, well, we need to do that American Christian versus biblical Christian. Yeah, that's like, very true. That type of like, what does this, because we are. Because you so get reading and you're because, like, whoa, 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 Bible. That's well, not what I've been because told. Because what does American Christian say? Mm-hmm. American Christian says, send her back. Yeah. Biblical Christian says. <laughs> Oh, not that. Not that. <laughs> you're right. That might be a good. But if you're not in your word and reading it cover to cover, I mean, how would you know that? And if you're new here, I am no, I am, oh, politics. Whew. I'm neither. Don't think I am some right wing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anytime you say case, something, then you think that. And don't think I'm some left leaning liberal because I'm not. No. Nope. I'm, I don't care. I am a follower of Christ, and I could care less. I think a lot of these arguments and these people that I, I talk a lot about Trump, um, but I think a lot of these these argue. I mean, this is just so small minded, <laughs> and I think it's just it's for the spiritually immature. Yeah, it really is. Once you get just involved, you know, because once you have a biblical scope. You don't look on this like you're better than everybody else Absolutely and go, not. I know what's going on. You stupid peasants don't. No, that that's, that's not what I'm saying either. But I'm saying once you understand this, you go, oh, 
Okay. It just makes sense. And then when people just raise, you know, like you're like, oh, yeah, you you sure know everything, don't you? Okie doke. Okay. Well, that, hey, let me just tell you, that goes every, against everything right here, you know, that, that says says in this book. And it just it just blows people's minds. So, I, you know what? I just thought of what we can call this. What can we call it? This is just a conversation because this is just a conversation that we would have had. Yeah. That we would. We've been we sitting here talking. They're like, oh, maybe on. we should record. But I mean, it's just a conversation about the message that you got, and we did. We went over like a bunch of topics, but they all fall into that church. At least it I brought think. in. I'm, my point for doing this, though, is I've been feeling a strong call of, okay, we know what's wrong, but, like, how does this work? How are we supposed yeah. to do this? How do, how do we worship God? Like, I, how does this yeah. happen? Like, how does this look? How does this change my everyday life? You know, how, what how does do this I do? How do I get through this, like, in practicalities? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think maybe just... To begin with, I think everybody I think the, <laughs> the most important. Wow, that was. I don't know if I got turned off. You might have caught a tenth of Heidi's sneeze. Ooh, man, like my eyes watered. That sneeze was powerful. You all right? Ooh, yeah. So forgive us if that I think that would have been one that if I tried to hold it in, I would have like died. What was that guy? The guy that died, and because he did yeah. he die or he had like some yeah something happened to him. Sneeze. Like, I don't know. Something happened to him. Okay, I felt like that. Sneeze I know who would you're have done that. About. Okay. Anyway, sorry. What was I saying? I don't know because I started your to sneeze die. like messed me up. Do you need me to go back? Maybe. Okay, try again. <laughs> All right, you're back. Oh, we're back <laughs> with the Heidi sneeze debacle. <laughs> it threw us both off. <laughs> Like, what are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, but one of the things I think just uh, at the beginning, I think the understanding is we have to uh, understand. Rep- we were talking about it last night, but repentance mm-hmm. is is a key word. And I think that's the first thing that we need to start off with. We need to realize why we need a savior literally why yeah and that causes us to reflect on our lives and on our past and everything even our personalities our actions things that we do that just it causes us to reflect on all of that and realize man i'm really a pretty ugly person i do a lot of the things against what the bible tells me how to act Matter of fact, I do a lot of that stuff that says that, man, I won't inherit the kingdom of God if I'm that person. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you're not in that same category. You don't, you don't try to be that person. That's that makes you, the difference between you and the other person. Absolutely. Um, but we all, at the heart of it are all of those things and we all have been those things and we reflect on those man and whenever we get proud about one specific topic or anything like that we just go oh hey well you know i was once very very wrong too about this and i received great but 
we we just have to get to that point where we realize so we have to humble ourselves you know what the highest form of worship is is drenched in our own tears of humility yep that is the highest form of worship that you will ever experience when you finally get that yes you have you that you are unsavable and there's nothing that you can do and that you need Christ he doesn't need you, but you need him. You need him to do this, to get by, to be able to live this life, to be able to figure all this out. You need him. Once you make that realization, and you truly make that realization, and it brings you to your knees and tears, and it humbles you, it has to humble you. It has to take you down to the dirt. It has to. Otherwise, it's superficial. Absolutely. I'm I'm very comfortable saying that. And I don't know that I've ever heard anybody actually go that far to say that. I don't think it's an out-of-line claim. But it, it, it's, it, I'm not saying that one size fits all. And this works one way for every single person. But I think in large, you have to, you have to be just completely humbled in order to truly receive the spirit i mean that's not a, that's not a condition to salvation so please don't quote me wrong on that mm -hmm. but i think that's just a result you know i think once that realization like when peter realized who jesus was and he felt and then you know and just like isaiah i'm a sinful man you know like we this is ah get away like yeah. i am ah <laughs> i get it you know this is um, you know, we have to experience that, 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 the humility of that. So that's the first place that we want to start. So humble yourself. Yeah. Humble yourself completely. Start off with an empty, just a clean slate of humility. Realize that you are nothing. You deserve nothing. The world certainly isn't going to give you anything. You don't want anything from it. The world's going to fight against you. You know it. You can't win the battle. You can't. You can't. Just realize. Just humble yourself and realize all those things. Tell yourself these things. Does that sound horrible? Does that sound sad? Is, are you crying? No, don't. That's where you need to start because it's only up from there. But you have to go. And I've said this before on other podcasts. But you have to go down to the very bottom before you can go anywhere else. If you want to be able to have the joy and the peace and anything, you have got to go to the bottom. We all have got to get down on our knees and on our faces and our own tears, crying out to him to be able to have this joy and peace. Not, not as a condition, it's as a result. So that's where we should start. And I think on our... I have to go through the book of Isaiah on our next Bible studies, but I promise on I never would do topical studies, and I won't, but we definitely will focus on how to live a Christian life and how to how to do these things. And not not instructions by any means, but just showing biblically of how what this looks like. And then you translate that to your own personal situation.
however that fits your situation. You find out where your idols are. You find out where your heart is. You find out all these things. So. I think there there is an interesting topic, though, there in that where the rubber meets the road. You sure. know what I mean? Like the, the What does this look like? What do yeah. we have to do? But it's nobody wants to touch it because you don't want to sound like you're making up a list of rules. Yeah. You know, and but it's not because it's not a list of rules when it's something that's in Scripture, when we're told these are things that we have to stay away from and that we can't do. So the rubber, like you said, the rubber has met the road right here in the in between yeah. the pages of the Bible. Oh, absolutely. So it, this is God's word, and, and we have to believe that this is divinely inspired, which means the the writings in this. This is not a book from man. This is a book written by men, but through God. Yep. Divinely inspired. So, like God literally had His hand. In every single word that is written on every single page of the Bible. Absolutely. So, I guess I have yacked everybody's ear off. If you're even listening to this point, God bless you. Um, They're like, man, where's those, this is, where's those Psalms a day? <laughs> we're getting, I think, well, this is the pre-Psalms a day podcast, I guess. Just this, <laughs> this is your warm-up. This is just the warm-up of podcasting. But go listen to those Psalms a day. That I think that's one of those things that we're already doing. Is the Psalms the Psalms of the day ones show you how to live a, a life for Christ um, through the Psalms. Absolutely, you can learn a lot through through the Psalms of of how to navigate this this life. But as always, the best way is through prayer mm-hmm. and asking the spirit to just guide you through this, to take you through. Just pray to the Lord and ask him to just guide you and to help you to, uh, to walk on this road. Cause it's tough. It's not easy and you need his help, but believe that he will do it. And I, that's where it sounds like prosperity gospel, but it's true is if you, if you, Believe that he will help you and he will guide you and he will reveal you these things. He will. You just have to, you just have to listen for him and believe. So. Absolutely. All right. That's your off for long enough. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks.